Right now, our lives are on our phones. And with our phones full of live-streamed exercise classes, midday work calls, and nightly family video calls, there's no room for fraud calls. Thankfully, AT&T makes customer security a priority, helping block those pesky calls. It's not complicated. AT&T Active Armor, 24-7 proactive network security and fraud call blocking to help stop threats at no extra charge. Compatible device slash service required. Visit att.com slash active armor for details. Toplessrobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 101 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. My name is Brooks. I'm Dan. Our anonymous informant. And yes, this is Topless Robot 101. Uh, there will be, we expect you to take notes, and there will be a test next week. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad joke. I deserved that one. <laughs> I deserved that one. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And we're out the gate. <laughs> so, yeah, starting. I'm lowering the bar. That's what I'm doing. I lower the bar. So uh, the episode will be funny. Tyler and I were talking about this a little bit before the episode. Um, the yesterday was the first DC fandom of the which DC is DC fandom. DC their fandom. Weird online event. There's going to be a second one in September, I guess. Um. And uh, they revealed a few interesting things. Um, They showed a completely useless trailer for James Gunn's upcoming uh, Suicide Squad uh, reboot. Uh, It was just a character introduction with still images, and they called it a trailer. But the behind the scenes gives me a lot more hope for it. It was like a minute and a half long. Showed John Cena as, uh, fuck, what's the character name? Peacekeeper or something like that. And uh, yeah, uh, told us the direction that he was given, which was uh, just be a douchey Captain America. He's like, all right, I can do that. <laughs> I already kind of do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, what you're saying is be me. All right, <laughs> and it being a James Gunn film, uh, the unsurprising inclusion of Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn. Um, what? Yeah. We also and got Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion in it. Uh, so, I mean, Idris honestly, um, yeah, uh, I'm hopeful for it. Uh, if anyone can make it work, James Gunn definitely can, because no one knew or gave a shit about who Guardians of the Galaxy were until he made that movie. Uh, I didn't. And now, you know, everyone knows who Star-Lord is. Like, uh, so I think... He's that guy with the, the, the light... The, the light sword and 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 the vacuum cleaner in space or yes um <laughs> many of the characters so i think if i remember correctly from watching that garbage little trailer uh the only character that's in james gunn's suicide squad that was also in the original suicide squad is harley quinn and the rest of them are all 
weird fucking characters. There's the shark Wait, dude. Um, there's polka dot, whatever the fuck that dude is. There's I like Deadshot is not in it. It's a different character Deadshot, who looks by, like Deadshot. Viola, Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. Uh, Jai Courtney's back oh, yes. as Captain Boomerang. Um, and, Was Captain uh, Boomerang in the original one? I didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's a, he's a that, that movie is fully forgettable. Very much so. Oh, I forgot Peter Capaldi's going to be in this one. Yes. Love that. He's the thinker. Whatever. So, like, very few characters uh, in common between the two. James Gunn saying that it's his most ambitious title that he's ever worked on. Uh, so, uh, hopeful, uh, if a little concerned, because... James Gunn has been the golden child to this point. I feel like he's got uh, uh, tremendous writing chops, tremendous directing chops. Um, but, you know, now that he's seen all this mainstream success, if he's saying this is the biggest thing and most ambitious thing that he's worked on, might mean he's taken a lot of risks that may not pay off. And also, a lot of what has made... Go ahead. I'll go ahead. Uh, well, fine. Every director needs needs to have a worse film, you know? This could be it. <laughs> and, and one of the big things that has been wrong with DC movies is biting off more than they can chew with, yeah. <laughs> with every movie that they've ever done. Okay, so we can't do... We're not going to do the single per, uh, origin story thing. Instead, we're just going to throw everything into all of the movies and yeah. hopefully something sticks. <laughs> um, so, looks fun, though. Yeah, I mean, it looks fun. In the same vein, uh, we saw the uh, a, a trailer for Rocksteady Suicide Squad game, which looks fucking great. Um, the little uh, cinematic trailer was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was very <laughs> it funny. Suicide Squad com- comedy, dark comedy. Uh, and uh, what we could glean from that is uh, it seems that the big bad, aside from the Justice League, is Brainiac. And because uh, the name of the game is Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Kills the Super, kills Superman. No, it's it? Kills the Justice League <laughs> is the name no. of the title. It is the name of the game itself. Uh, they Good. show Don't Superman, but it says kills the Justice League uh, as the name of the game. Um, so what I <laughs> yeah, what I think uh, this is going to be is Brainiac has taken over the Justice League. And that's the only reason that Suicide Squad has been called in uh, and kind of been held hostage uh, mm-hmm. as the last resort to fight off Brainiac. <laughs> And they'll, they'll respond, thank you for saving me, and then disappear. <laughs> I heard, I was reading about it a little bit, and apparently uh, it's going, it is going to take place in the Arkham game time, Arkham uh, Asylum City, all those games timeline. Like, really? Yeah, it, uh, it's going to be building on the universe, it's built, the Arkhamverse, as they're saying. So, so Rocksteady uh, is going to continue development and building that universe that they <laughs> created then. That's cool. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, that'll be interesting having a different side of that from from just Batman. <laughs> yeah. And especially, it's also kind of funny considering the other uh, <laughs> Gotham Knights is not yeah. in the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I am way more stoked for Gotham Knights. I am so yeah, that, that looks cool. Gotham really cool. Knights looks really interesting, and it looks like they learned just enough from what Rocksteady managed to do with Arkham, because it's not being developed by Rocksteady. Gotham Knights is being developed by uh, WB Games Montreal, and uh, the gameplay that they showed off, they showed off 13 minutes of gameplay, and uh, it uh, looks similar enough, but with more RPG elements, with things mm-hmm. like status effects uh, and stuff like that. They showed a fight with Mr. Freeze where Robin uses his hacked link to the uh, Justice League space base and drops fire on um, Mr. Freeze and it inflicts critical damage on him. So you could tell like the uh, damage uh, counter was showing up red and then he got a a little status effect up by his health bar that showed fire. So it seems like they're going to do a lot more or incorporate a lot more RPG elements into this. The flow of the combat combat still looks pretty similar, just like at a glance to uh, the Arkham series, which I think is a good thing because I thought that was really good combat. Um, They really set the the standard for that. Yeah, it's super awesome. Um, and of course, I'm just stoked because it looks like the Court of Vowels is uh, yeah. neutral. And that's, that's my one of the organizations that I like a lot, a lot. Yeah, and, and I'm really good. <laughs> yeah, with Batman not in a Batman game, Bat- it, they, they set the stage real quick, a very, you know, at the beginning of it, uh, <laughs> Batman's dead. And though, I mean, come on, he's probably not actually dead. Um, And so your character choices are Robin, uh, Robin, uh, Robin, or uh, Batgirl. Uh, I think like all of those different Robins are very distinct. They are, yes. It's Red Hood, Nightwing, Robin, and uh, Batgirl. Interestingly, it is post-Oracle Batgirl, so it's not like... You know, because uh, they showed her in her clock tower base, standing next to her wheelchair. Yeah, it's not wheelchair Batgirl, which would be kind of crazy if it <laughs> right. was. Right. Well, it's just a tank. I attached <laughs> rockets to my wheelchair and I fly through the enemies. <laughs> I, it's a bat chair. I found it interesting because so like I definitely don't keep up on uh, the Batman comics or uh, comics in general. I kind of, you know, pay attention to larger arcs uh, and, you know, just to get a gist of where they're taking the property and if it could lead to anything interesting down the line. Um, And I didn't know that Batgirl ever went back to Batgirl after being Oracle. I didn't either. Um, so considering they start with the premise of Batman is dead and then they show Batgirl, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But then they show the wheelchair in that that cutscene. I was like, OK, cool. Right on. So it's like they're acknowledging that she was Oracle and she found some magical way to unparalyze herself and robot uh, legs yeah lazarus pit right. i mean yeah it's one of like There's the least of- one of the least difficult things to accomplish because we're already dealing with immortal assassins in the same game right now yes. so yeah. <laughs> very true a lot of very true. Machina that can bring her back and we can just kind of go okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that, that's how they're going to bring batman back you're either going to find out that he's been brainwashed and working for the court of owls or that you're going to have to get his corpse to like yeah the magic clock yeah, or, or he, he throw it in the pit. 
look like he could, he's dead because the Court of Owls is after him and he's dead. <laughs> that, was, that was my first, like, inference the moment I saw that the Court of Owls was involved. I was like, he, he could have faked his death. I think it'd be cooler if he was actually dead. I hope he actually I is for the he is actually this game. Dead. But I, I, I want them to have his, like, skull in the Batman mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somewhere... Yeah. At your home base of operations, whenever you play the characters, you just go in and cry next to Batman's skull. <laughs> Alas, poor Bruce Wayne, I knew thee well. Of course, um, depending on what character you are, you'd probably look at it and go, ha, ah, fuck that guy, he's dead. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you start sobbing uncontrollably, and then you can't move your, your character for at least ten minutes. <laughs> no, you, you have to press F. You, you have to press F, yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, am kind of stoked for the fact that this is going to be a co-op game. Um, so, and it looks like pretty seamless, uh, drop in and out because in the gameplay thing in the top right corner, it just said like Robin has joined the session, like while the main player is running around as Batgirl. Uh, so that'll be really interesting, uh, for that style of game to have that, you know, uh, co-op multiplayer element to it. I was wondering I mean, as I was watching it, like, is it going to be a thing? Because they, they they said like when they're doing the gameplay that this is like some somewhere far farther down the line in, in Batgirl's character arc. So I was wondering, like, is it going to be like different levels? You're being a different character. Or you can go through the whole game as just Robin or just Nightwing, or like how that's going to work. I thought they know? said that you could play through the whole game as any character. That's what I'm assuming, especially with the way the co-op mechanics work, right? Like, you would Did I play with probably it? <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> uh, fucking game. <laughs> it's cool, though. I mean, the co-op mechanic is probably really easy to incorporate, like, from a logical standpoint, right? No matter where you are in the city, any of these other characters could just drop in from the skyline or kick down a door, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, it's three of the same Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you will be able to do that. I have a feeling they're going to make you at least pick a different character than the person whose session you're joining. Right. And I, from what I understand, it is only two player co-op. Mm. So it won't be like a, like a ultimate right. Marvel. You're not going like to be that. able to have like a full team, you know, of Robin, Robin, Robin and Batgirl or. You know, anyway. And if the combat if the combat system functions like I assume it does, then having more than two characters would be a nightmare. Yeah, that would be a bit rough. Uh, like, but they were also talking about scaling up uh, the enemies depending on where you are, uh, scaling up or scaling down the enemies depending on on where you are. So I think you know, uh, and Borderlands did something similar where when you were playing through co op, uh, the enemies were more you know difficult. The, they kind of beefed up the enemies because you're. You've got two people facing it. I don't see why they couldn't take the same idea and scale it up to match, you know, four people to make it. Uh, On-screen entities is a huge problem with something like that. Uh, It looks like the combat system probably isn't going to be, unless it's a boss fight, like you all ganging up on one person. So you would have to increase the number of enemies to actually make it challenging for four people in addition to, like, making them stronger. And that'd probably just wind up being obnoxious and some hardware probably can't run it if they did that. It's a good point. Uh, We are also uh, going into a new generation, though, which is looking to remove a lot of bottlenecks for things like that. Um, Yeah. And as I understand, it is it is releasing. It's not going to be a current gen game. 
I thought it said that was going to be PS4, PS5. I thought so. maybe I was looking at the Suicide Squad thing, but I uh, or thinking about the Suicide Squad uh, uh, one. But I thought at the bottom, the only logos I saw were uh, Series X and PS5. And PC. I know at least one of them said that it was going to be PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox hmm. Series X. And I thought it was Gotham Knights, but I could be wrong. Uh, I, I, I see that regardless of it being the new consoles being really difficult to optimize and even more difficult balance. Yeah, probably. Balancing for four players would make the game probably suck. Your own little super team. Yeah. I mean, I, feel I like think it'd be a lot on screen regardless, even if it, they were able to optimize that, like having four of you going all over the place, going nuts, like if they you could, add a whole bunch of new extra guys, you make them harder. Like, what do you like, it'd be kind of interesting? It'd be if, weird. I if they know. could pull it off, I think it would be really cool. Uh, oh, sure. But we may be far away from that. And also another thing to consider is if it is going to be it's if you're doing multiplayer, it's probably going to be same screen, right? I don't think it's going to be split. Uh, I, I mean, same console sure. uh, multiplayer is it would be same screen, but I don't know if they're doing couch co-op. Um, I from what they showed uh, it like Robin is going all sorts of everywhere else. Uh, while Batgirl is, you know, doing her thing and we're mainly following Batgirl. But like you can see Robin just like run in and just take off to some other weird corner doing his own thing. And then all of a sudden he pops into combat right next to you because he purportedly, you know, or seemingly worked his way to that point, you know. Yeah, we'll see. There's not enough information yet. But yep. I'm I'm super stoked. I think it's going to be fun regardless. Yeah, I'm very excited for what it's going to be. Uh, and, but, you know, basically, I just hope that they learned all the necessary lessons from what Rocksteady did with their properties, you know, in the past. And they don't make unnecessary modifications that ruin that formula. I agree. I also, uh, I hope it's changed enough that it's not explicitly derivative like i want it to be its own game clearly yep uh other things that came out of dc fandom uh was uh, yes we saw an actual trailer for matt reeves uh the batman uh and it looks pretty fucking good um watched it yet i uh i was gonna do that later today Looks very decent. I think Robert Pattinson is going to be a great Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson, especially uh, recently, has shown us what kind of an actor he can really be. Um, you know, with well, stuff like the lighthouse. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that he's breaking the shackles of Twilight. Yeah, like, he's done very I, well at doing that. I'm glad it was not a career killer or like his one note thing. You right. know, yeah. he's been good. No, I, 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 I I think he's going to play a good Bruce Wayne, too. Yeah, I think so as well. And clearly, like, it's a different era Batman. Uh, it's early on, it seems. I read that it's like year two. It's not quite year one. As long as we like, don't get another fucking origin yeah. story. I'm sick of yeah. seeing that origin story. Same. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. much tired of... Any origin story that has been made into a movie already, I don't need to see it ever again. I don't need to see my new origin story. I want all of these other characters that existed in the universe. Like, if they're going to get an origin story, I'd rather do that 
than another remake. I, please. I, I don't want to. I don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. I don't need to hear with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> again. Uh, I Why don't need to see guys? the Waynes die in an alley again. I don't, you know, none of this is, I don't need that anymore. We, we, it's established. Literally everybody knows how Batman becomes Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it literally, like, the specifically the Batman thing has lost its impact on me, and I remember the moment I realized I didn't give a shit anymore, and it was during one of the Arkham games where you can go into the alley where there's the chalk lines of your parents, and you can stand there and, like, Batman will cry pretty much. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, it, it does a, a slow pan around Batman, and it just plays really sad music while he looks at the chalk lines. And I just started laughing. I was like, I'm so <laughs> done with this. I'm so, like, we know. We know that's just central to the character. It's what defines it. I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. Like, haha, Batman's parents are dead. Okay, let's move on with the Batman stuff, please. Yep. We don't need to yeah, spend time on that anymore. Because then it takes forever to get to bad guys that are actually worth it. Correct. Instead of like fighting like, oh, well, I have to fight a crime boss first. I have to fight Penguin again. <laughs> well, right. funny you should say that. Uh, Penguin England. is in the Batman. It's um, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell looking yeah. like fat Val Kilmer. It's kind of weird. Not Danny DeVito. <laughs> and then uh, um, Carmine Falcone is in it as well. He's uh, um, shit. Uh, I'm totally blanking on his name. What is his name? Internet, tell me. Oh, I also do firmly believe that, like, John Turturro. Oh, cool. Not that the Penguin is necessarily a super interesting or bad villain, but the Danny DeVito portrayal definitely ruined the character forever for me. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be watching the movie with a picture of uh, <laughs> of Danny DeVito as a... Uh, as a cobblepot and just like kind of crying, just one tear. <laughs> even even when you fight him in uh, the Arkham games, again the whole time it was like you were fighting the penguin. I was just like, man, all I can see is Danny DeVito, and I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> just get it out of my head. But um, uh, you got to admit, uh, Nolan North did a great job with that voice. Yes, of course. It's Nolan fucking North, dude. Yeah, but for once, it doesn't sound like Nolan fucking North. <laughs> I think, what was it, one of the Mafia time. games where Nolan North plays like half of the NPCs that you're walking around, so it's basically you just hear Nolan North's voice everywhere? Yeah, and then in Saints Row 4, one of the voice options is just Nolan North, and he <laughs> refers to... He refers to himself as Nolan, like even even if, no matter what your character is, like one of his lines is literally just "That's how Nolan rolls." <laughs> I would expect That'd nothing less from Saints Row. Yeah. Wait, really quick. I have a question because President Peter Keith David. Peter Sarsgaard is in the Batman. Is it just a rule that a Sarsgaard uh, family member has to be in every movie forever now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I feel I feel like every movie, it's like, oh, there's a Sarsgaard. It's, <laughs> it doesn't matter what movie. I'm okay with it. There's like, they're multiplying. There's 10 of them now that are in Because wasn't uh, Pennywise the Clown one of them? Yep. Uh, and he was great. 
And then, yeah, just everyone's everyone's in every movie, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I like it though. They're all fantastic. They are every single one of the brothers is great. <laughs> yeah, it's like and they've the they've done better than uh, the Baldwins. There's not just like one that is doing well, and then everyone else is like a knockoff. Uh, I was gonna say like the, the Baldwin bar is very low. Like it's easier to do better than the Baldwins. Fine. Uh, doing better <laughs> yeah, than uh, the Culkins. I mean. Yeah, it's because there's Macaulay and Kieran. No, because Macaulay and Kieran. Well, okay, so we haven't seen Macaulay Culkin in a movie in a long time, but he was a great child actor. And Kieran Culkin is actually a very good actor, like an extremely good actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's also not in a lot of things, though. He's he's been in a few decent things that especially uh, like really showed off what he's capable of as a dramatic actor. This is the first I've ever heard of Macaulay Culkin having a brother. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up what he's been in to see if I even know who he is. <laughs> he's, in, uh, he's in Scott Pilgrim. He's the he's the he's the, the gay, gay roommate gay. in uh, in yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim yeah. The movie that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, a lot of the things that he's been in are kind of art housey. Um, I can't remember what the one was, but uh, he was in a movie where uh, he is uh, he pl- helps plan an attack on a woman with severe agoraphobia and uh, is the meal delivery person for this woman, and she ends up. T- taking out every one of these dudes who comes in to to kill her. And it, it's a great movie. I can't remember what it's called. I think it, oh, how, oh, is it Home, Home Alone 4? I'll teach you not to leave me at home. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> yeah, I've, I've never seen anything that he's been in. So I, I definitely did not know he existed, although I'm very curious looking at his filmography. For two episodes, he was in a show called The Magical Legend of the Leprechauns. As character Barney O'Grady. Oh boy! <laughs> you know that sounds. That sounds like it's going to be very tasteful and culturally appropriate. Uh, considering sure his name is great. Kieran Culkin, it's not appropriation. <laughs> yeah, but the portrayal, like whatever that whatever that show is, it sounds like it's terrible. But Probably. I don't know if the character existed for two episodes or if the show existed for two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why were we talking about that? Uh, we're talking uh, about the brothers, the SARS Oh, yes. So other brothers, uh, Hemsworths. Hemsworths have done well. Yes. The clones. Yeah, the clones. <laughs> they have done very uh, well. It's true. But I still think the <laughs> Uh, the Smollett's. <laughs> I didn't actually know that there was more than, more than one small. Well, the sister is currently doing significantly better considering she's in a starring role in Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Was Mary Kate. Lovecraft Country Segway. <laughs> Good opportunity to talk about the series which debuted last Sunday. It's fucking awesome. It is fantastic. Um, And once again, HBO does a series that uh, educates people about horrible 
parts of black history. Um, we had with uh, the Watchmen, uh, the attack on uh, Black Wall Street, uh, which no one fucking knew about. I didn't know about. And uh, it made me look into it and, and learn about it. Uh, and it was fucking horrifying. It's like the only time that bombs have been dropped on U.S. soil. And it was by fucking racist rednecks. Um, well, what and, a surprise. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so apparently Jasmine, uh, joined the, uh, Lovecraft country, uh, subreddit, uh, so she can follow Uh along and stuff like that. And there are people who are just now learning about the existence of sundown towns. I actually did not know about that until I think we talked talked about it on a podcast in the last couple weeks. I think or something. I don't remember. I, did, I had not heard about that until very recently. And I, I did not know. Yeah. It's a really disgusting part of U.S. history. Most of U.S. history is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, the uh, So I didn't know that this series is based on a book. Um, it's not just like a, a Lovecraft, you know, mashup or, or, or anything like that. It seems like it may be kind of that thing but it's based on something that was intentionally fully you know written uh as a novel to be that thing um it does a a great job in kind of taking back a very valuable and influential uh mythos from a horrible racist i love so far, one of the things I've really loved uh, about this uh, show is like they, you know, the first half of the, sh- the episode is all, all about the horrors of racism. And honestly, yeah, the I first mean, three quarters. Yeah, I was going to say most of that episode of was just about real world. You know, but it's, it's like that comparison where it's like, you know, the, you know, you get how awful racism is and then you get the monsters and it's like, I was equally scared yeah. <laughs> throughout the entire, like the, you bring monsters into it and I'm just obviously, oh, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. But at the beginning, I'm just like, what the fuck? And just like, like they cringing do and just sad. A really great job of, um, like, it's, it's a racial thriller. In, in the beginning of the, uh, or through a majority of that episode, um, to, uh, I assume neither you Brooks nor Dan, uh, have, uh, watched, uh, Lovecraft country. I haven't, I just haven't had, had an opportunity to like sit down and watch it yet. Okay. Cause I, I can't. And I know Dan and... hasn't. I need not answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you should like watch like watch something that's new just to throw us off the set. Like <laughs> one, of, one of these days, like I know Dan didn't watch it, and I'll go, motherfucker, what did you just? <laughs> and I'll I'll pull off my flannel and just have a shirt from a new show. On it. <laughs> um, oh my god, the next 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 generation shirt. <laughs> so uh, the context of, of the you know, or the premise of the show is uh, Atticus is the main character. He uh, has uh, uh, he's a war veteran. Uh, he's traveling home to find his uh, missing father and his uncle writes for a guide. And the guy basically has him on the road all the time where he uh, 
basically catalogs the places in the United States that are safe for black people to visit. And so that means he's risking his life a lot of the time to go into small town fucking America and find out if he gets attacked or not. (laughs) Um, And there are some, like, it is shot like a thriller throughout. Uh, And for good reason, because there are some truly, truly terrifying moments and they have nothing to do with the supernatural. And they are entirely rooted on the reality of our country. And it's horrifying. But uh, basically, in order to, uh, like, uh, Atticus got a letter from his father saying, go to uh, Arkham, Massachusetts. And uh, his uncle corrects him in looking at the letter. uh, It says it's actually Ardham, uh, Massachusetts, uh, which he says that's in Lovecraft country. And uh, um, so he decides his uncle uh, needs to catalog that area anyway so they kind of hit the road um and there's more to it than just that but that's the basic premise um and it's uh uh, so far i mean that first episode has me hooked it's it's not often that a first episode is you know gets its fucking claws in you and uh, I need to see more. I need to to know where this is going. And I, I am very excited for the coming weeks. It scared the poop out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and watched it before the fucking podcast today. And like I'm just sitting in my fucking living room going, ah! <laughs> Oh, shit! <laughs> to, to be fair, though, I mean, uh, uh, a sudden breeze, well, it can also scare the poop out of me, too. <laughs> Uh, it's actually, it's funny also birds. Uh, yeah, it's a bird flying out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> when we started the when Ryan started the call for the podcast, uh, I didn't know my volume was turned all the way up, and he talked, and I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> I was not expecting oh. to be able to hear him. <laughs> Hey, if nothing else, I'm consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Consistently a disappointment. <laughs> to anyone who thinks that this is all a fucking act, it's definitely not. No. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anyone thinks it's an act. We all know exactly how scared you are. At every, I don't think every anyone moment. out there. Like, really. The, the way that you get scared in some of like the VR videos, it, there's no way you were faking it. There's very, just no way. Very genuine. The fear, um, the fear is evident. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, new episode of Lovecraft Country tonight. I'm excited to see where uh, it's going. Um, and uh, let's see, what else uh, came out of uh, Fandom? Uh, there was a new... With the Batman that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they ordered a TV, a new TV series that's going to be an HBO Max original. Uh, it's untitled right now, but it's going to be based on Gotham PD. And it's going to take place in the Batman, the new Batman movie uh, universe. So hmm. and it's apparently going to be year one. Uh, like it's it's not going to be like the DC or the, the uh, CW Gotham or not CW. What was uh, that? Was that I, I think that was Fox. 
Fox. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's not going to be like that one. It's, it's not going to be based on that at all. It's going to be a new thing. It's going to be connected to this uh, new Batman movie, and it's going to be written. Uh, it's going to be produced by uh, what's the director for the new Batman movie? Reeves. Matt Reeves. Or, yeah. Matt Reeves. Yeah. It's going to be produced by Matt Reeves and written by the writer of uh, Empire. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. And dramatic. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Like I was reading some stuff about it. Like there might be some. Of, there's going to be crossover between the movie and. I the can't team. wait to watch Gotham City Bootlickers. I mean, that'll be interesting to see like John Turturro be like Falco or Carmine Falcone. Considering in, like, like the only and, member of Gotham PD who's ever you know. Uh, being raised on a pedestal is fucking, you know, Commissioner Gordon. And I fucking love Commissioner Gordon. And the rest of yeah. the police department are frequently and and often and regularly always regarded as fucking sleazy oh. and terrible at their jobs. And yeah, Bullock Christ. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get to pretend that's, yeah. that's who it is. I feel like uh, uh, the if uh, you guys ever read it, uh, or watched the Spawn animated series or, or read the comics, it's uh, uh, let's see. There's Twitch and uh, the big guy who I I can't remember. I feel like he was modeled oh, uh, after Bullock uh, from uh, Batman the animated series because yeah. there I just realized in my head that I could picture them side by side. I uh, uh, speaking of, of comic books for a second, I, I found I was hanging out on YouTube kind of before bed, just kind of kicking around trying to figure out, uh, find something to watch before I went to sleep. And I found I've never actually dived into any like comic book proper nerds on YouTube talking about like comic book stuff. And holy shit, it is an embarrassment to watch. It's great. It's fantastic. It's, like, it's just like like these like really gross nerds that are just like kind of gravitating around like drama between comic book artists in the 90s oh god and it's like oh anyone like, like there's an episode on anyone who <laughs> focuses on the drama of the artists is a a piece of garbage i like the because so uh friend of uh topless robot uh ashley witter marvel uh cover artist uh she did our logo mm-hmm. she's uh, an incredible artist um she uh uh sometimes you know posts about some weird you know the next drama about x y or z you know with regard to you know comic book artists and and they're in a lot of cases uh, really shitty hot takes and uh, like all of that is just really bad no one ever needs to hear or see any of that shit yeah, it's, it's so it's fucking so garbage it's so garbage yeah, it's, it's like not even entertaining like you know what i mean like reality tv show centers around stuff like that but usually it's like from people that we generally laugh at and then <laughs> it's like yeah like yeah rob whitefield's a weird artist but i really don't care why he had beef with somebody else but watching uh, stan lee over the shoulder of rob liefeld creating some muscle-bound fuck with uh seth or uh not seth mcfarlane uh it might have been seth todd mc no it was todd mcfarlane uh with yeah. todd mcfarlane <laughs> there uh 
is like watching uh, Stan Lee criticize Rob Liefeld while he's drawing a character is the it gives me life. It is the funniest <laughs> shit ever. That's fantastic. I like that that uh, that Levi's uh, c- commercial with Rob Liefeld. Have you seen that? Seen that before? No. Uh, back in the day. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> God. I mean, I, I like how weird is that though? Like, at one point we had like a comic book artist advertising like name brand jeans. That is really to a weird. That maybe knows who he is. Uh, I mean, golden age of comics, right? I think, Silver. I'm not. Silver? I'm not as uh, familiar with uh, everything that Rob Liefeld has created, but I will say I thank him for Deadpool. That's about all I have to say. I thank him for. I thank him for Cable. Oh, He's that's right. He created Cable. I'm really bad at knowing who was. I got to talk to him like ten years ago. It was weird. I just didn't know what a what a weird guy he was until way afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Whatever you do, don't follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I've said it before. I got into comic books because of movies. <laughs> so I'm and I've I've read some comics, but most of them are the avant-garde ones, like Sandman and and the more famous stories from Batman, like Year One and whatnot. But oh yeah, another it. thing that came out of uh, DC fandom. Uh, since we've been talking about HBO Max as well, and and we're talking about Twitter yeah. embarrassments, is uh, <laughs> the Snyder Cut of Justice Snyder League. Cut. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I don't give a fuck. I don't either. I don't. Chris Snyder's not a good Zach director. Did I say Chris? Yes. Got Chris. Wait, go Hanover. Chris. Dan Snyder. My bad. bad. (laughs) Jacob Snyder. Also, Zack Snyder recently, like, God, what was, I need to find the tweet. There we go. So, uh, Scott Mendelson, um, who is uh, a film critic uh, for Forbes, which, you know, I mean, Forbes does fine. Uh, You know, they're not known necessarily for their entertainment coverage, but they, they do fine. And he posts, so that trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League looks like the same movie? Lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign, but otherwise it looks like alternate takes of existing scenes. Zack Snyder quote retweets that and says, hold on, I have to, I have to get the appropriate voice on. Sure, you bring the robot voice on? You said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy your Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, so you're not in the demographic. Also, cool of you to comment on a leaked teaser. Neat. Yeah. There's a... Uh, I have a, a shocking bit of news, uh, but I, I don't care about the Snyder Cut. Uh, oh, really? Know. <laughs> I don't care either. It, it's going to be released in the movie that comes, you know, in the, that like honey mustard stuff. The the Snyder's of Hanover pretzels come in. Like, that's that's it. It's going to be released in four one hour segments weekly on HBO Max. Seriously, it's not, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, God, it's I... fucking dumb. Like, uh, I just don't get the hard on that a lot of people get for Zack Snyder because 
What has he made that's been good? Watchmen was serviceable, and he's even that he fucked up. Man, garbage. Three hundred's good, but that was pretty much it. He, has he just been coasting on three hundred? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Never existed. I, I would. I would. I, I feel like our timeline would have been better. Didn't he do <laughs> Sucker Punch? He did Sucker Punch, which is maybe Sucker Punch wasn't a great that. movie, but a lot of people liked it. Okay. Because it's got sad, cool music and women in g- cool anime costumes. That's like pretty much it. <laughs> he made Justice League. Yeah, directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, I, I finally got around to seeing Alita Battle Angel, by the way. I loved it. You guys, I really fucking yeah, loved it. Awesome. It's like, like, it was just like the first book, because I've, I've, that's the only one I've read. It was like free on my Kindle for, I think, something I was subscribed to. And I checked it out, and I thought that was pretty cool. And it was pretty much spot on. It was it was really good. Oh, duh! The one thing that Zack Snyder did that I I love him for, uh, and and basically created his career was the uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I forgot I forgot that he did that. I thought it was okay. I absolutely loved it. He did a great job with it. Fucking kudos. That was he's 16 two, years ago. He's 2.5 out of uh, yeah, <laughs> the right. movies that he's made. I mean, Batman vs. Superman was a fucking garbage movie. Man of Steel, garbage movie. Yeah. It should have been better if he knew how to fucking direct a movie. Like, oh, I hate yeah. it. He's not good. And everyone who loves him, I don't understand. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, And, I mean, it sounds like... Uh, uh, I, on that same topic, uh, the uh, nerd sphere is falling out of love with um, what? God, why can't I think of his name? Uh, the dude who actually directed uh, Justice League, um, uh, who? Why? It's always there. Buffy Vampire Slayer. Joss uh, Whedon. Whedon. Every uh, everyone in the nerdosphere should be falling out of love with Joss Whedon because uh, his treatment of uh, the uh, crew and cast uh, on the set of Justice League is actually under investigation right now uh, because apparently he mistreated people so so much. Oh no, that's not good. I mean, yeah. that's not good that he did that, but it's rad that he's under investigation. Yeah, no one is above the law. Yeah. Except for Dread, who is the law. <laughs> uh, but not Sylvester Stallone. No, no, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Um, so enough fucking DC fandom. We've definitely talked plenty about all that garbage. Yes. Oh, Party cut. Wonder Woman 1984 looks cool. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, <it> does. <laughs> so... Um, the uh, I have to walk back some criticism that I uh, gave unjustly. Uh, well, justly given the information that we had at the time. Uh, unjustly <laughs> on <laughs> um, Battletoads. Uh, remember, they showed it uh, when we did our E3 coverage last year, and yeah. I just shit all over it. I think we all did. Um, yeah, I don't know if I did or not. 
I can't remember. I probably just laughed because Battletoads I, is such a fucking meme to me. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I think I joined in on the on, on the fun, but, but like the art style looked fucking. You know, like it it just didn't look good. What they showed off last year didn't look good to me. Uh, well, it's out now and it's on Game Pass, so I fortunately didn't have to pay for it. That's a great fucking game. Like it's a solid, solid beat 'em up. It and they. It, it's funny writing, uh, self-referential, um, you know, like, so the game starts out and you're just kind of thrust into this, like, hey, you're the heroes. Like, there's no real motivation or anything. And when you beat the boss, they're like, hey, look, it's the celebration. Hey, everyone's celebrating us heroes. And, you know, uh, one of them starts chanting, we are gods. We are gods because they we forgot we could fly and they're flying off, whatever. And then it actually turns out that they have been uh, locked in a simulation bump- bunker for 26 years. And uh, they just got discovered in, in, and that's, you were in the simulation bunker and now they have to get jobs. That's <laughs> so it's, it's good. It's, it's very good. And especially the gameplay, there's, you know, one thing that for me, uh, the beat em ups like uh, uh, Double Dragon and, and Streets of Rage and Final Fight and, and shit like that. As fun as they were back then, they lacked a lot of variation, um, and yeah. especially in attacks and attack combinations. Some yeah. of those old games did it better than others, uh, but really, yeah. Uh, but really, you were extremely limited in how you could attack and uh, how you could chain those attacks and and uh-huh. things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, enemy variety was obviously limited as well. Um, in this, you definitely see a little bit of limitation in enemy variety as you do with the genre in general, but I feel like it's a lot easier and a lot more satisfying to attack and, and chain these combos together. And you can, if you're playing, you know, single player, you can tag into any other toad at any time. And once one toad falls, you become another one. And it, it, they it really seem to have done a great job with it. So I just kind of like the art style that they took. I'm now I'm it, kind of having a little trailer on it. It's it's kind of cartoony and referential of like early like those past beat 'em up kind of yeah. cartoon beat 'em ups. I like it. Playing it in and you know having it in motion uh versus like what we saw at E3 last year uh feels very different. I'm I I think especially considering the writing style and everything like that, it fits. It works very well for it and it's very smooth. Right. Just like wow. <laughs> Swash. That was a topless robot retraction. Yeah. Um, Another game that we saw at E3 last year uh, has come out uh, called Spiritfarer. Uh, It's from the uh, guys who did Sundered. um, And I can't remember what the other one was, but uh, they're known for great hand-drawn graphics. And uh, Spiritfarer is no exception to that. But it's something that uh, if you're looking for a relaxing experience, it's that. Uh, oh, yeah. Ra- the, other, the, other, 
the other game was Jotun, I think, wasn't it? Yes, mm. it was Jotun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another one where it's all clearly beautifully and meticulously hand-drawn. The animations are gorgeous. And Jotun and Sundered are both incredible games. Uh, I would say that this game is incredible as well, uh, but for different reasons. It's If you're looking for something that's like Jotun and like Sundered, it's not it. It is no, a management system, like a... a uh, space uh, management and mood management uh, uh, thing where you're on the seas. Basically, you take the job of Karen, uh, Karen, uh, the, you know, under the boat, boatsman to the underworld. And, yeah, you're a ferryman. Yeah. Oh. Not, not the Karen that's asking for it. Not <laughs> that Karen, no. Um, <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> he's actually asking for Hades, the manager of the underworld. <laughs> And uh, the animation is gorgeous. The um, uh, designs and everything, absolutely beautiful. Uh, You can hug every character uh, and it improves their mood. You can pet your cat. Um, It's so it's it is a very different game, but um, and I don't think there's a way to die. Um, It's it's the type of game you play if you want something to tug at your heartstrings a little bit. That's what it's there for. And it's it's a good, relaxing, well-written, gorgeous game. So I recommend it, but don't expect anything like what they've done in the past, unless you're looking for those beautiful fucking visuals. See, I am uh, not always, a, I'm not a fan of those type of games. I probably will skip it. Did, uh, did we talk about uh, Goose Game 2 player last week? Oh, no, we did not, because that got announced this week. Um, oh, yeah. The, uh, they're adding uh, uh, two-player to uh, Untitled Goose Game. Oh, we need to do a... We need to do a topless robot thing with that. Also, oh, we have to. something that I learned uh, by... Uh, I was fired up my Switch and I was scrolling through my games. Uh, Heave-ho has versus mode now. Oh, oh, we need to do something with that, too. Oh, man. Oh, Heave ho. Okay, but how does it how does it work? Because I have no idea. I just saw the icon said versus mode, and I was like, because "Ooh!" As far as I'm concerned, heave ho was kind of already a versus <laughs> mode game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those were good times. Uh, and uh, the go- times. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima two player two that was announced this this week as well. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Ghost of is it is it more than two players or is it just two players? I, 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 I think it's like like a party thing. Hmm. You go fight demons and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there hasn't been any, any stuff like that in the game that I've encountered, so I assume that it's that's just going to be kind of multiplayer exclusive content. You know, teaming up and fighting bad guys. Basically, it's just the backstory of the, my of my D and D character. <laughs> <laughs> so, that sounds rad. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. coming out for free too, which is cool. Yeah, and you play uh, you play it in groups of two to four players. Cool, very cool. Uh, if you yeah. like playing samurai who kill demons, think about playing Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm beginning to, to to like my life, Dan. So <laughs> <laughs> that game's fucking sweet. I don't give a shit. I'm still waiting for. November. I think November is when the PC comes out for uh, for Neo Two, baby. I've been waiting. 
So um, the uh, we also saw first gameplay uh, from a Chinese indie game. I saw that. That is a Souls-like, and it looks fucking gorgeous. And it oh, is yeah, 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 yeah. yet another uh, retelling of Journey to the West. You play as the Monkey King. Yeah, Wukong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wukong is the name of the game. Um, and good lord. I mean, honestly, they released 13 minutes of footage, I think, something like that. And uh, it is Black Myth Wukong. Yeah. Uh, it looks oh, amazing. And it does look really cool. They said that they are nowhere near complete. And they're going to spend all their time uh, getting it up to standard, like like working on it to make the rest of the game as good as what they've shown off so far. That's good, because my immediate concern every time I see another Souls like, especially if it looks pretty, is uh, is it going to play like shit? Because that's what I'm always worried about. Yeah. yeah. A game can be as pretty as it wants, but if it's an action game, whose mechanics are more important than its appearance, then, you know, you better get those right. I mean, judging by the, the gameplay footage that they released, it looks like the the fighting is super satisfying. I would hope so. I mean, but that's... God, well, there, was a, there was a Souls-like game that came out a long time ago that a lot of people I know love, and it seemed to get great reviews, but it, it sucked. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh... Nah, it, it's escaping me. I don't think I got it. Um, the uh, but yeah, uh, Wukong looks super super rad, uh, and I hope that it is. And it I hope they nowhere. take their fucking time on it. Yeah, it's apparently uh, uh, what the what the headlines that I've been seeing said it's China's first AAA title. Yeah, and apparently the the uh, developers were like kind of taken aback by the massive popularity of the trailer, and they're like, "Just so you know, this isn't done. Like, yeah. this isn't even the best part. There's a whole bunch of shit wrong with the trailer. Like, we're we're gonna disappear forever now and finish this game. Yeah, so right. We're probably not gonna see anything else on this game for the near future." Yeah, that's uh, kind of like uh, like Ghost of Tsushima because like I think it was, I think like two E3s ago they they, they brought that up and uh, yes uh, three E3 th- is uh, yes yeah yeah three yeah. E3s ago it was before we rebooted Tapas Robot and yeah. uh, because it was the first podcast that Tyler and I ever recorded uh, yeah, was for that, that E3 for... because uh, Sony did the really fucking awkward, ridiculous nonsense of changing venues for for you know each thing like having doing the the Last of Us two thing with the music and then making everyone clear out and go to the next place. So, and like the 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 E3 like commentators weren't even sure when things were going to happen because it wasn't really well organized. So they're like out there like trying to talk about the new stuff, and then they're like, "Oh no, we have to go back in for another thing." <laughs> and then they had the white dude playing the like flute or or whatever it was the yeah. the. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. 
I remember that. I remember watching that. Japanese yeah. flute. Which we found out later was like the number one dude of that type of instrument but in the we, world. Which they, there was no, no context given no. in the moment. Like everyone's just like, who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? And why am I listening to him play an ethnic instrument? Like an instrument that has its roots, you know, in that that is a Japanese instrument. What the fuck is going on? See, I didn't give a shit. If you can slay on the instrument, you can slay on the instrument. That's it. No, dude. for sure. But if, like, if you're selling a game that is rooted in this, you know, Japanese history and era, and then you put a white face, you know, in in front of it without any explanation whatsoever of what he's playing, why he's playing it, why he's there, any of that, it just feels dumb. It was weird. I- I don't agree. I, I I still remember laughing a little bit, sure, but I don't know. The moment he started playing, I was like, hey, I could see why they picked this guy. He's fucking killing it. Like, yeah, the, style it of, the style of music he was playing is like, it was very obvious that it was like a traditional style that he should be playing on that instrument. Sure. I don't know. I, think, I, 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 I didn't think, think like, it was like, I, my mind never went to like, why is this funny white guy playing the flute? <laughs> <laughs> That was my very first thought. I'm not going to lie. Like he shows up, and I'm just like, "Why is this funny white guy playing the flute?" If I was great, if I had a dollar for every time I've ever asked myself, "Why is this funny white guy playing the flute?" I would be rich. (laughs) What kind of parties do you go to? Instead of the instead of the college student that busts out the acoustic guitar, you just have well, some random white dude busting out a flute and just like it's <laughs> jazz flute time. You have to remember, Ryan comes from a family of musicians. There was a possibility that at every family party, he could have said, "Why is this funny white guy playing the flute?" <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah. That so was, that's funny. That's a blast from the past. That's a that, that was uh, hearts and barrels, wasn't it? Yeah, that was hearts and barrels, which still you know still something that that I want to do. Still still on the back burner. Um, the uh, let's see, there were some other new games that hit uh, Game Pass, uh, Flight Simulator hit Game Pass, the new Flight Simulator game. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. And uh, do people are fucking loving it. People are loving it. So many people like uh they're all landing on Epstein's island. On what? Island? On, Epstein's on island. Epstein's private island. Oh. <laughs> and uh, um there was the a 230 story building found in Melbourne, Australia in the game. Yeah. Yep. And uh the just this monolith and it apparently is because of a typo in the, I mean, it basically, there's this uh, map, uh, open maps data that is kind of like yeah. a Wikipedia for uh, architecture and, and things like that. And there was a typo in, in the data that they retrieved from that. And so they used that to build it. And that's how you ended up with a 23 story building in the middle of Melbourne. Um, instead of, I think it's supposed to be a two story building or something like that. <laughs> so it's the, it's the, uh, or no, 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 it's Microsoft. a 230 story building. Jesus. So it's uh, the Microsoft, the, Microsoft flight simulator, uh, version of, uh, Gandhi and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, 
My favorite thing I've still heard from this is uh, I'm sure it was just a Twitter shit post, but uh, the t- cyberbullying people by flying your airplane into their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I would absolutely love doing that. That is the only thing I would use flight simulator. I would, I would call my friend and be like, yo, what's your address real quick? And then I'd send him a video of me crashing a plane into their house. <laughs> On day two of Flight Simulator being out, people were flying Malaysian Airlines, the the missing Malaysian Airlines flight out of the ocean. Didn't didn't we have somebody do a real-time 14-hour flight like on stream or something recently too? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I I love it. It, uh, Those games are super, super boring to me. I don't understand the appeal at all. But I love all of the creative things people are doing with it. (laughs) It's great. Creative shit posts. I will will never buy it and I will never play it, but I love seeing all the things people are creating with something that I thought to be so impossibly mundane that you could never do anything (laughs) fun with it. (laughs) Yeah uh it's it's definitely not my cup of tea uh it was my dad's my dad was a pilot uh and uh he so he enjoyed you know that stuff a lot but never really my thing um the the cool shit about it flight sims when i was a kid because they they, they had crossover into world war ii stuff and i was a big world war ii kid so nerd (laughs) yeah Um, and, uh, the, uh, latest Darksiders game is now on Game Pass as well. Darksiders Genesis, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, it is not in the same style as, uh, Darksiders 1, 2, or 3. It is a, an isometric, uh, uh, top-down, uh, kind of view. It's kind of like a, it's like a dungeon crawler. And, uh, it's a ton of fun. I've had it on Stadia since it came out and, and it's a blast. I never Speaking got of Darksiders series, anyway. you should. It's worth it. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you? Do you? I don't know if it's your style of game. Do you like action RPGs at all? I do. Action RPGs are fun. Yeah, you'd probably dig it then. Absolutely. I mean, the, the first one was really heavy in on the hack and slash, and not so much of the RPG element. Uh, the second yeah. one is heavy, heavy on the RPG stuff. If you're looking for more of an RPG, okay. and I didn't play the third one. Um, supposedly it was like unfinished and they just released like whatever they had on it. I can't remember how that worked out. Well, that, uh, was THQ. That, that was THQ, right? Um, THQ yeah, Nordic uh, owned THQ the Nordic, property yeah. and then uh, THQ Nordic got dissolved and the properties got sold off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who ended up with. Uh, t- I think it's still being released under the THQ Nordic moniker, uh, but someone bought the the rights uh, to that to that property um in the first one you play as war and the second one you play as death uh basically you're each one you're playing as a different horseman of the apocalypse uh and three play as fury um oh, that's cool and genesis you play as war and uh who's the uh, strife strife yeah is it strife i think so genesis you play as phil collins <laughs> it passed your lines. <laughs> uh, so they there, there is no pestilence i think they yeah they took some liberties on that uh, the mythos. Yeah. yeah yeah i felt funny 
kind of sad story about THQ. Um, I took some video game design classes in college, and uh, one of my classes, uh, it was a programming class, and our teacher left mid-year because he got a job with THQ Nordic. And then it was like a couple months later that THQ Nordic to get dissolved. This is so sad. <laughs> that is it was sad. Like the following semester, and I, I just saw that news. I'm like, oh, this poor dude. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Oh, it was it was Nordic Games until uh, 2016, uh, and then and then, it was Nordic. and then became THQ Nordic. Okay. Well, whichever one got dissolved, that was the one that he went to. Nordic mm-hmm. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, also, uh, you were talking, that was on Game Pass. Speaking of free games, uh, apparently for the whole first year of this game's release, I just stumbled onto a Devolver title uh, called Sludge Life. Have you guys ever heard of this one? I have, I yeah. I, think I, asked it I have store. it downloaded, but I haven't played it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's free on Epic Games. Uh, it came out in May, and it's free until next may it's the anniversary of its release huh. i don't know what the marketing strategy is there but the game is just straight up free well um, speaking of not knowing the marketing strategy and i don't mean to derail yeah. we can come back to it you know after uh you've said you know what you want about sludge life but fucking uh troy uh total war uh total war saga troy day one free it was free this is a you know a full game and there, for the first day that, that of its release, it was free on Epic Games. I missed that. Yeah. Oh, damn it! Sounds like a bunch of PC master race talk. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the strategy is there. I, I really don't. But hey, well, probably the whatever, same strategy man. that uh, with. Uh, Oh my god, my brain just exploded. Yes. Continue, Dad. <laughs> well, so I, I started thinking about it. I, I imagine maybe the reason it's free for the first year is because the game has like a very, very strong anti-capitalist message. <laughs> so maybe they didn't want to charge money for it. I don't Staying fucking on know. Message. Yeah, um, it's it's a super weird, like chill game to play. Um, it's very like dystopian and you literally live on like this little island surrounded by sludge that the local corporation has polluted. Um, and all you do is like smoke cigarettes. There's literally like, a dedicated button for cigarettes. Um, and you tag buildings and talk to weird NPCs and do drugs. I, I don't even know if there's an end game to it, but uh, it's free. It's worth picking up. It's weird. Huh. It's super fucking weird. Devolver uh, it out. is weird as fuck. I love Devolver. Love it. Yeah, it, it screams Devolver title, just the way it looks and everything. Sure. It has, like, I don't even know. It's very, very slightly art-wise reminds me of, uh, like, Jet Set just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think it has some of, like, the same ideas, uh, but obviously it doesn't play like a Jet Set game at all, aside from the fact that you can graffiti stuff. Sure. And smokes and smoke cigarettes yeah i think there's also a dedicated fart button <laughs> yeah it's it's we just got, all around now all around a weird gross game uh but there's like definitely a, an anti-corporate message and there's a mascot named siggy who you can smoke cigarettes with on your laptop i think my uh my favorite thing is literally every time you open your menu you pull up your laptop wherever you're standing and that's your menu 
And every time you're done, you just throw the laptop on the ground. And you can do this <laughs> infinitely. Every time you pause, you just have a new laptop to throw on the ground. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to have to install it. I, yeah. I, I mean, as with everything that comes up on Epic, uh, I see it and I grab it, uh, whether I'm going to play it or not. And, you know, maybe one day I'll get curious enough to fucking install it. Uh, and I think it only takes like a couple hours of your time to finish. So it's the perfect game for you, right? Yes. <laughs> it'll, it'll finish before you lose interest. Yeah. <laughs> move somewhere else. I didn't, I, was, get, I didn't get to finish it because my computer lost its battle with cancer on Wednesday and it's dead. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Bummer. That sucks. I'm waiting for my new mail order son to come in from China and then uh, I'll be back on, <laughs> back on the road. <laughs> well, uh, we have come to the end of the episode. Uh, so uh, I'm going to ask you boys, um, what has been the highlight of your week? Well, I have like a really- go ahead, go, go. I have a really depressing one. <laughs> okay. I uh, I started reading a book on CPTSD, and it's been very interesting and helpful. Like yesterday was just an emotional roller coaster that just ended with me feeling fantastic today. Good. Very good. That's always good. CTPSD? I'm not familiar yeah. with the extra letters. Uh, complex post-traumatic stress. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard it described that way. That was confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, what, what What are we talking about? It's nothing like your Dorby PTSD. It's complex. <laughs> it's for me, an adult. <laughs> One of the four adults on the Topless Robot podcast. <laughs> With a big old asterisk right there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Grown Up Adult Podcast. Here's the twist. That includes all of our guests. <laughs> all four of them. Damn. Um, well, my week sucked because my computer fucking died, but I, uh, I took the opportunity to buy the new Paper Mario game, um, and uh, it's, it's really good. I have a couple small complaints, but overall, I've had a really great time with it. Like, I don't think... Uh, the regular like enemy battles are any fun. Like, mm-hmm. You get so much money that I literally just spend 500 coins at the start of every fight to have the game automatically align them, crush them, and move on. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't yeah. know that you could do that to have the game automatically align them. I always just like sunk a ton of coins into giving me, giving me more time so I could figure it out. No, if so when you have the Toad's cheer, if, if you cheer for enough money... Uh, I think 500 is when it happens. They automatically spin the enemies to the right alignment. Oh, um, I, I have because, not yet used that cheer uh, ability at all. Like, I, It's I, worth it. I, I like the idea of it, but I just never felt like I needed it. I didn't know that no. they did that. It's super useful. They throw healing items at you. They align the enemies for you. They do a bunch of stuff. Oh, cool. Um, and because there's no reward or no payoff for doing any of the small enemy fights, really, because money just flows at you, and the only thing you get is money. They're pointless. Yep. Uh, but the boss fights are incredible. So that's one thing that did extremely well with that combat system. Those boss fights are awesome. Uh, but the strongest part of that game is definitely the writing. Yes. Uh, the writing is really, really, really good. I was surprised. 
Uh, and there's a lot of like little nods to other Mario games from the RPG series and everything. So it's a it's a good game. Playable yet? No, Gino will never return. Live that heartbreak alongside me forever. Best <laughs> best character. Our- best character, Bobby. I have handguns. Bobby, yeah. No spoilers, but yep. Bobby was the best Bobby. character. Yep. Um, and Bobby the, soundtrack, the soundtrack is uh, really, really good, too. I, like, every single... That is a game you play with headphones on, or unless you have a really good sound system. Uh, there are a lot of layers to every song on that, and it's worth listening, for sure. Yep. So many different styles. You got, like... There's there's metal songs on that album. Uh, yeah, like in that game, there's metal songs like for boss fights. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of really jazzy stuff. Some it's all over the place. Buy that game; it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. All right, all yeah, right. I uh, still have yet to dive back in since that bullshit boo fight, where I was like, "You snuck <laughs> this up on me, get fucked." But now that I know that I can just like cheer uh, or have the toads cheer to the point of you know putting them in the right position. I'll just go back and do that. Fuck that bullshit. Yeah, man. I'm, that's I'm telling you. That's the the one complaint I have. Really, just hold down Y and skip all the regular fights and get to the boss fights. <laughs> there you go. Good game. Yeah, <laughs> it is still fun. To, like you know, the the fights as uh, interesting as they are, and and like the way they're presented with the puzzle mechanic and and things like that. The boss fights are definitely infinitely more interesting uh, in that regard. Uh, but man, it, like the story is just fun and it's really pretty. Yeah. It's, and it's got great comedic timing. Uh, all of the dumb little things they do are so funny. Yep. Uh, yeah. Say it again. Buy it. Yep. Tyler. Um, well, I finally joined the 4k realm this month or this week. I got a, got a new TV. Nice. So what'd you get? Um, I got a, a Sony OLED, a 65-inch Sony OLED. Nice. And got it for like a, a stupid cheap deal. Like the same TV is normally like twice as much, twice as expensive if you buy it from Sony directly. So I was like, yeah. Is there like a big scratch in the middle but, of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's actually only half a TV. That's why it was half off. <laughs> well, also, never buy consumer electronics directly from the manufacturer. Ever, ever, no. ever, ever. Yes. The MSRP is always going to be stupidly high higher than you'll end up buying these big consumer electronics from uh, box stores for. Very true. You you buy them like me out of the back of a truck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, did I say box store? I mean box truck. (laughs) (laughs) Big box truck. (laughs) Pretty much all week I've been like just looking for 4K things to watch and uh, I watched I watched Into the Spider Verse and was just like, oh my god, so pretty on, <laughs> so on pretty. 4K, yeah, so fucking especially pretty. on OLED with the contrast uh, on mm-hmm. OLEDs or the dynamic yeah. range uh, on the the OLEDs, where because the it's, big difference being that on a per pixel level they can be on or off entirely, so your blacks are real black and your whites are real white, and exactly. it's so fucking pretty. Fucking gorgeous. And 4K titles seem to have been taking better advantage of my sound system that I have in my house. So, like, a lot more 5.1 and Dolby stuff that, like, actually uses my extra speakers that I have. Yeah. So, I'm just, like, like, uh... (laughs) I was, like, at home, and Kayla's wasn't in the house, so I was just watching... uh, I don't even remember what I watched. 
adult like, videos. It was a 4K sci-fi movie, and I don't remember what I was watching. And I just I turned up. I was drinking. I was drinking liquor and just sitting in, just like kind of like turned up the volume like all the way, and just was watching this movie in the dark. Like, oh my god, this is the future! <laughs> it was. It was. It was a very fun moment <laughs> uh do keep in mind and it's a, a good thing you know for everyone to remember when watching 4k uh content if you're looking for uh quality picture you'll certainly get it when streaming 4k qual uh content but uh it will look worlds better uh on a 4k uhd blu-ray um when you're actually watching it on tangible media that's something that uh streaming has not yet caught up to uh being able to give us that full nice uncompressed data stream for for that high quality video my issue is i have nothing that can play 4k you have a ps4 <laughs> yeah but i don't the um, oh you don't have a pro i don't have a pro yeah and I figure it's kind of too late to buy a Pro at this point. Might as well just wait for the PS5. Nah, just buy a Pro so you can watch Blu-rays, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nah, I'm good. Gonna wait for the PS5. <laughs> and I'll really be able to take advantage of my newly expensive technology yeah. with more expensive technology. No kidding. Because that's what I <laughs> started doing to make myself, my, make myself feel better. Just I mean, considering things. Next Generation is uh, setting a standard of uh, 4K 60 baseline, uh, uh, you know, with uh, ray tracing and, and the works, it's uh, really... We're, this generation, we're actually going to see uh, consoles uh, catch up to the capabilities of uh, fairly solid, uh, not bleeding edge, but very solid uh, PC gaming rig. Yeah, Very true. that's it. For the first time since the 90s. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was my week. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? Uh, again, I got to go to the mental health thing. I had a follow-up uh, appointment with uh, my uh, psychiatrist on Monday because uh, I have been on Zoloft for a month. And uh, the side effects have been not great i've you know had trouble getting to sleep uh lots of diarrhea and uh been shaky and uh especially like the uh last couple of weeks i was actually physically uncomfortable like my arms felt weak um like i was physically exhausted so like my arms felt like noodles felt like i was always wearing like a lead blanket it was difficult to get up and move around in any regard and and move anywhere and it sucked uh, so I had to follow up with my, uh, psychiatrist and she was like, yeah, it sounds like the benefits, uh, or, you know, the, the side effects are outweighing the benefits for you. So, uh, let's switch you to a different, uh, medication. So, uh, I am now, I tapered off of, uh, Zoloft at the same time that I started tapering on to Lexapro. So now I'm, uh, taking okay. Lexapro. And uh, so far, it's been fine. Like it's going to, I'm sure, take a while to kind of ramp up. Um, but uh, I feel significantly better uh, than I have for the past few weeks. And she's like, when if if the side effects get that bad, fucking tell me. <laughs> she's like, message me. Don't wait for the for, uh, you know, our, our uh, follow up appointment. So I've got a follow up in a month. 
And if things get bad on on Lexapro, then uh, I will just message her and be like, this isn't working. <laughs> well, yeah. But like the Hello, whole time Lexapro on Zoloft, life. I'm like, I, I was like, everyone tells me that it eventually gets better. You eventually get past the side effects. So I'm just going to wait it out and figure it and see what happens. And it, you know, yeah. Mild discomfort, <laughs> and chronic death. Yes. Glad you're um, feeling better, dude. Seriously, that's yeah. Uh, I so far so yesterday was my f- yesterday or Friday. Yesterday was my first day Lexapro only, so I, I'm fully tapered off of Zoloft, uh, and so Lexapro. I'm on half pills of Lexapro until Monday or tomorrow, and um, then I'm on a full dose. So. Mm. Uh, and I started using a uh, an app that uh, is free with PlayPass on um, uh, Android uh, called Dailyo, uh, which is uh, basically I get a notification you know every night at eight o'clock, and it asks me to basically rate my day. Like how was how was your mood today? And it gives me a scale, and so I can track my mood, and it has me put the uh, activities that I did that day, how well I slept, uh, things like that, so I can keep track of if it goes up, you know, if things level, you know, shit like that. Uh, And it allows you to add custom uh, tags. So I have added tags for um, the medication I'm taking and... Uh, the amount of that medication that I'm taking uh, for each day. So I can be like uh, five milligrams uh, Lexapro, you know, and, and shit like that. So uh, I... So like my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of forms of, yes, you guys medication today, and this is the time that you guys medication today, and okay, I've signed the book again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it will uh, give me a measured... Uh, or or an more observable um, idea of whether things are, are working for me or not. Because uh, I feel like this is going to be a lot like uh, being sick, right? So when you're deep in a sickness, you forget how it feels to be well. Like, you forget the last time you were well. You know, like, it all kind of blends together. At least it does for me. And then just one day you're you're better again. And, you know, like so it, it's hard to think back on, well, how did I feel last Thursday? You know, yeah, is there I, a measurable difference between how I felt last Thursday and how I feel today? I don't know. So it's like uh, kind of like the same thing where it's like you don't realize how tall you're getting because you're just living through it. And it's a gradual change, not a <laughs> right. Not like, and like someone else sees you and they're like, oh man, you're a lot different. You're like, I don't feel different kind of thing. Yeah. Which, which one of us is the tallest, by the way? I, th- I think know. me or Dan. I'm solidly average. I doubt it's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm six five foot. I, yeah, I, I'm like 5'11". I'm like so Ryan's the tallest. We must yes. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Brooks is taller than me. <laughs> Is he? He is. Yeah, he is. Okay. Huh. I'm 5'10". I I'm... am not a tall man, <laughs> I guess you could say that Dan is short-tempered. <laughs> On that note, thank you, everyone. 
for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week.